Thanks, everyone. Thanks, team. Thank you all for being here. Yeah, celebrate yourself, may as well. It's good being back in church. That's been a funny couple of weeks. Goodness me. Well, how is everyone? Doing great? That's good. Hey, praise God for technology. Who enjoyed the technology over the last couple of weeks? It's good that we could still connect, albeit by a little bit of a distance. Isn't that funny though, having church in like 100 different houses? Look, that's so fun. Anyway, bless the Lord. So did it come across all right? Everyone who, who, who watched or just who had two weeks off? Yeah, two weeks off church. And repent. Hey. Praise God. So what comes through okay? Okay, that's, that's, that's great. So a couple of weeks ago, um, I shared a message. That was weird, man. It was, it was strange. Looking at the computer talking. I put my notes in front of my face so I couldn't see myself. It, was, it, it helped. So I didn't get distracted by all the grey hair and stuff. But um, we're um, a couple of weeks ago I shared a word and uh, I want to just recap it because I believe that I hadn't quite finished and it was, a, I guess, like a bit of a part two that um, really wanted to you know, drive home some application of what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, which really was just about just getting into the Word of God in this time. Just just diving in, just just reading His Word, just getting it in, you know, in, in on the inside of us. We know that, you know, that Jesus is at the inside of us and He is the Word. He is there. So we just got to get this thing activated, get this thing moving, get this thing operating the way that it's meant to. All right? So, um... The scripture that we used was Hebrews 4.12 and it was, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and the spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So that was the, it's the base scripture of what, what we shared last time. But there were a couple of things, or two, I guess, two main points that that I mentioned, and the first one is that the Word of God is living and powerful. Yeah. This is what the Scripture says, the Word of God is living and powerful. And what, what was meant by that is, is that the Word is powerful, it is working, it is operative, active and effective in our lives. That's the promise. That's the, that's the, that's the, the, the key to the word, what it means for the Word of God to be alive. It means it's doing something. You know, and I gave you a declaration to, to you know, speak that over yourself, that the Word of God is working, it is operative, it is active, it is effective in my life. Because that's the truth. Amen? And the thing that we know about the Word of God is that it always accomplishes what it's sent out to accomplish. It, it always does. It always fulfills. It always accomplishes what it's sent out to do. That's the promise. Amen? Whatever God speaks happens. Amen? Whatever he speaks happens. Whatever he says happens. Whatever he commands happens. It's, it's a sure thing. Someone say it's a sure thing. It's an absolute. 
You can't escape it. Praise God. And the second thing that we, we talked about was that the word unifies the soul and the spirit. Amen? The word unifies the soul and the spirit. See, the word of God, it's so precise and effective that it's able to dissect our soul and our spirit and get them working together. Because the truth is already in our spirit. The, re- the, 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 the reality, heavenly reality, is already on the inside of it. It's already there. The problem is, is that our souls can get in the way. So what the Word of God does when we, when we feed it, feed, like when we feed on it, when, when we read it, it, it gets our soul and our spirit unified. It gets them working together. Who knows we need that? You know, so an example is that physical, physical sickness is a real thing in the natural. All right? It's a natural truth. We get sick. However, what we need to be doing is bringing that natural truth under the scrutiny of a higher truth, which is that we are healed. Amen? And so that's what the Word of God does. It brings our spirit, the, 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 the truth, the higher truth that, that exists, that's on the inside of us, and gets, it, gets that natural truth and puts it in under, under the scrutiny of that higher truth. We get our soul and our spirit working together. Amen? So that was a couple of things that we, we mentioned, um, that, that we shared. It was, I guess, a little bit of a recap. Um, but one of the things that I believe was a, a real major um, overriding theme of what we were speaking about was that there is this idea that, well, not an idea, it's a, it's a truth, that there's power in the spoken word. And it will been doing that this morning and plenty of it praise the lord amen there's power behind the spoken word so what that tells me is that this book this the the word of god isn't just something that we read it's something that we speak it's something that we declare something that we 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 allow to come out of our mouths and i know you all know this but just like Last time, I really felt like there was a, it was the, the word that I brought was it was about reminding us, and I really feel like this is the same thing. I don't believe you're going to hear anything super different that you haven't heard before. But who knows that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So we need to hear this stuff over and over and over again because God gets on things. It's seasons, you know, that we live in. All right. So I believe that. The, I, Today is a reminder, okay? And particularly, there's going to be a reminder of your declaration. A reminder of your declaration. Turn the person next to you and say, God's going to remind you of your declaration. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, we just thank you for this time this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you that it's in us. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're in us. Thank you that you're here to help us to, to, to un- help us to understand, Lord God, to open up our hearts to what it is that you want us to, to reveal or what you want to reveal to us through this word this morning. So thank you for your help. We come against distractions in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So 
Who knows that God created the universe with a word? All right? There's, there's power in the spoken word. So God created the entire universe with a word. You know, the, the gospel, all right, the gospel is the word. Okay? And the Bible actually describes it as power. Amen? It's the power unto salvation. Okay? So the, the word, the spoken word, has power. It's, got, it, it, it's, it's actually got enough power in it that it saves us. That's incredible. So the, it, it saves us. Come on. Romans 1.16, you know, that, that's what the scripture said, that, that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Amen? And the tongue, another, another verse in, in, in Proverbs says that the tongue can bring death and life. So there's power in our words. There's power in the word of God. There's power in the spoken word. And like I mentioned before, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay? So hearing means you've got to hear it. It's not just something that you think. So if, you, if you're going to hear it, it has to be spoken. Amen? This is so difficult to understand. It's mind-blowing. Amen? So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So like I said before, we need to remember our declaration. Someone say, remember our declaration. If you have your Bible, you can turn to 2 Corinthians 4.13. says this, 2 Corinthians 4.13, this is an IV version. It says, I believed, therefore I have spoken. I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe, therefore we speak. Well, it's actually, you didn't even say we, I added that, shouldn't have. Because it sounds better when you just read it the way it is. Therefore, speak. Amen? Therefore, speak. We also believe, and therefore, speak. So, who believes his word? Come on, anyone else? I think I asked you this question last time and couldn't get a reaction. Um, but do, do we believe his word? Amen. So then firstly, what, what we, if we believe his word, we believe that it will accomplish whatever it's sent out to do. Okay, that's what I said. If, if you believe it, then you believe it's going to accomplish what it's set out to do. Okay. The second thing in that scripture is, is that it should, what, what should be happening is we should be sending it out. Amen? We should be sending it out. We should be speaking it. We should be declaring it. It says that if you, know, if you believe, therefore speak. If you believe, therefore speak. Someone say speak. speak. That was good. So his word is in us because Jesus is in us. Amen? The same spirit of faith is, is the literal faith of Jesus. How good is that? Anyone ever felt like you ain't got enough faith for something? You need to like, that's a, that's a, that's a lie of the defeated. If you don't know what that is, that's, that's my name for the enemy because he's not an enemy because he's defeated. He's the defeated. You all got enough faith. Why? Because you have the literal faith of Jesus. Someone say, I have the faith of Jesus. Come on. Matthew 8. Let's look at Matthew 8, 
chapter four, uh, sorry, chapter, Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, says, When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralysed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Now look at this. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Then he says this, just say the word. Just say the word. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. Verse 10, when Jesus heard this, someone say heard this. See, something was spoken. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. Isn't that interesting? Because all that happened here was this, this Roman soldier said, just say the word. Just speak the word and my servant will be healed. But what Jesus, the, the, the way that impacted Jesus was that he said he hadn't seen faith like this in all Israel. Isn't that interesting? So it was just a spoken word. But it was the, the, the greatest level of faith that Jesus had seen in all of Israel. That's incredible. See, the centurion knew what authority is carried through the spoken word. He knew this. The soldier knew the authority that was in the spoken word. He knew Jesus' word had the power required to change the circumstances that he was experiencing. He said, you know, it just had to be spoken. It just had to be spoken. And that was the greatest level of faith that Jesus has seen in all Israel. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Are you getting this? Yeah. See, it's faith in action. Speaking the word, making declaration is putting your faith into action. It's making faith visible. It's making faith visible. Isn't it amazing? We've got to speak. Someone say, I've got to speak. Turn the person next to you and say, speak. Praise the Lord. Mark eleven twenty three says, For assuredly I say to you, whatever sa whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt it in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. We've got to speak. Luke 6, 45, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if we believe it, we need to speak it. 
If we believe it, we need to speak it. And you all put your head up and said, you believe it. Therefore, speak. Amen? Therefore, speak. You know, even, even if you don't believe it yet, speak it. Even if you don't believe it, speak it. Come on. Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Come on, Jesus. Everyone knows what a declaration is, right? Speak the word by making declarations over your own life. Who does that? Declare stuff over your own life. See, we can do it with, you know, like we're pretty good generally at doing it for other people. I'm generally pretty good at declaring good stuff over my children. But over ourselves. Declare it over yourself. Amen? Declare it over yourself. It's It's incredible what it does. See, we have authority in our mouths. We have authority in our mouths. It's like the centurion. He knew the authority that was in the spoken word. We have authority in our mouths. Amen? We have authority in our mouths to change our lives. Speak the word. That proverb, 18.21, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. Bless the Lord. Everyone knows um, the story of David and Goliath, right? I, I love this story. Mainly, I mean, it's a great story. Like, They've got to make a movie of it. But it's a, it's a great story, but there's, there's something really particular about this story that I love, and it's the declaration. It's the declaration. And in 1 Samuel... 15 verse 17 you can you can look it up um i'm jumping around bible versions today this is the nasb um 1 samuel 17 verse 45 it says this listen to this this is david this is this is his declaration to goliath all right then david said to the philistine you come to me with a sword a spear and a javelin But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and remove your head from you. And I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. What about that? What about that? See, and I asked you this question before, you know what a declaration is, but remember this is a reminder this morning. A declaration is 
the beginning of a fierce campaign to get rid of something. It's the beginning of a fierce campaign to get rid of something or starting a fight. You like starting fights. Or starting, it's, it's the start of a fight in earnest for or against something. You all heard the phrase, to declare war. This is what a declaration is. How good is David's declaration? Amen? So a few things about declaration. The first thing is, is that declaration redefines our destinies. Declaration redefines our destinies. Amen? Job 22, 28. Who, knows, who, who like, what, you know, it, 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 even before that, a declaration will define your destiny. But sometimes we need our destinies redefined because we get stuff up in our heads that, that try to pull us away from the destiny and the call of God in our life. So a declaration will shift that mindset. Job 22, 28 says, Declare will decree a thing and it will be established for you and light will shine on your ways. So a decree, you know, decree essentially is the same thing as a declaration. But a decree is a royal declaration. How good is that? Because aren't we, you know, aren't we, aren't we, you know, kings and queens and princes and princesses? Aren't we those things? So our, our declaration carries even more because it's royal. See, David's victory came not when he threw the stone. It came when he made the declaration. It came when he spoke that word. That's when his victory came. It came the moment he said, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. See, that's when his victory materialized. Amen? 1 Samuel 18, 1 to 2 says, Saul took him that day and did not let him return to his father's house. So we're talking about a, a definite or defining destiny here. So that victory came the moment that word was spoken. And what Saul do? He said, you're not going home. You're coming with me. So you got this guy, this little bloke, David, who was there really just to deliver food. And in a moment, he goes from delivering food, I think it was bread and cheese. He went from there to the king's court, living in the king's court being a part of the king's court, to being the commander of Saul's army, then becoming the greatest king of Israel. See, declaration defines destiny. What are you speaking over yourself? Amen? See, the words we speak and hear, see, it's, it's got to be heard. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Come on. So 
the words we speak and hear about ourselves, they become our value system. And let me tell you this, there is no better value system in the world than the one that is established by the word of God. So we begin to believe it and therefore we begin to live that way. Amen? It becomes who we are. It defines us. It wants to be defined by the word. Praise the Lord. You know, you, you know, declaration. You know, my kids are champions. You know, my God is good. I am a son of the Most High. You know, just speaking this stuff, I'm anointed on a level that the world is unfamiliar with, all for the glory of God. All these things, we, we, we speak it, you know. We speak it, we declare it, it defines who we are. And we, when, we, when that happens, we believe it, we begin to live that way. Who wants to live that way? So I encourage you to formulate declarations you can speak over yourself from Scripture. You know, it's real simple, like Philippians 4.13. You say, my God gives me strength and ability to exceedingly fulfill every requirement. Okay? Just take in that Scripture. Philippians 4.19, my God richly supplies all my financial needs. I see, it's declaration. It's personalizing. It's it's. Dec- it's defining you. You know, Isaiah 53, 5, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Amen? Second thing, declaration is a literal victory speech. So it defines us, it redefines us, but it's also, it's a literal victory speech. You know, we've won. Someone say we've won. See, Jesus won the absolute victory. It's a literal victory speech. Hebrews 11.1 says, now, the faith, the assur- now faith is. Someone say, now faith is. The assurance. All right, this is the amplified. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses. And then verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were, not, were prepared by the word of God. So that, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Now faith is. Come on. Now faith is. Let your declaration be your victory speech. Even if it hasn't materialized yet, what are you believing for? You speak it. Then you begin to live that way. Amen? Amen. Come on. Now faith is. Let our declaration become our victory. Like David said, this day you'll be delivered into my hand. That was the moment of his victory. Amen? This relationship with our Father is based on faith in that which is not seen. And you know what happens? It happened the moment you were born again. Did you know you made a declaration when you were born again? You made a declaration the moment you were born again. It, it was the testimony of Jesus. See, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. So the testimony of Jesus inspires us to live out the call and demonstrate the love he has for us to the world. See, being born again, that's our greatest victory. 
And that victory came when we made declaration of our salvation. Yes, amen. amen? Yes. Romans 10.10. 10. Here's the proof. For the, with the heart a, a person believes, adheres to, trusts in and relies on Christ, and so is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God, and with the mouth he confesses, declares openly and speaks out freely his faith and confirms his salvation. There's the declaration. Amen? So when we confess, when we declare, when we speak, salvation comes. So the testimony of the victory we have in Christ is the most powerful declaration we have. It's the most powerful declaration we have in our possession, the testimony of Jesus. Amen? The testimony of Jesus is our greatest declaration. You all know Revelations 19.10, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Look at this. In the name of Jesus. Someone say, in the name of Jesus. What a declaration. What a declaration. In the name of Jesus. Come on. In the name of Jesus. You know, you got stories in Acts 3. You know them well, but for the sake of time, we won't, we won't read all of them. But um, Acts 3, 6 to 10, I'll just read verse 6. But Peter said, I do not possess when, you know, you know the story, for the sake of time. But, <laughs> go over it. but Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have I give you. But what I do have I give you. Then he said this. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene walk. In the name of Jesus. See, look at that declaration. In the name of Jesus, walk. Bounce down to verse 16. It says, and on the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know. And the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health in the presence of you all. In the name of Jesus. Someone say, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Guess what? He still lets us use his name. What a declaration. He still lets us use his name. So when we declare his name, we, we partner with the Holy Spirit, the very same Holy Spirit that Jesus was anointed with in power. That's in Acts 10.38. So when we use his name, when we speak his name, we partner with the Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit that, that, that empowered Jesus. Isn't that awesome? That's all in us. Just got to say his name. Just got to speak his name. In the name of Jesus. Someone say, in the name of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is our greatest declaration. It's the greatest one we have. 
Come on. Last thing. This is a real quick one. Declaration feels good. It feels good. You can relate to that. It satisfies, man. It, it feels good. You know, it's, it, again, that, that, that Proverbs 18, 20 to 21 in the message says, the words, uh, says, words satisfy the mind as much as fruit does the stomach. Good talk is as gratifying as good harvest. Isn't that awesome? Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. So they satisfy. Declaration feels good. Turn to the person next to you and say, Declaration feels good. It feels good. See, I want to encourage you with this. There's, there's not one person, not one person, can put down the exhortation that the Father has put out on your life. Not one person. If the Father's spoken it over you, it can't be taken from you. No one can put it down. I'm sure, you know, we've all had those times where people have said stuff to us that have hurt us, that have put us down. But you know what? If God's said it over you, if he's spoken it to you and about you, then it can't be put down. Not by one person, not by anyone. If he's spoken it, it's yours. And it will accomplish that which it's sent out to do. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, once we receive the exhortation of God in our lives and allow it to become our own declaration... No one can trumpet. No one can trumpet. So you, you, I just, you know, I just right now, I just want you just to close your eyes just for a second here, and just, I just want to, just really believe that there's some words that you've received that have been spoken over you that some people here this morning may have let go of a little bit. You've thought, oh, no, that's not for me. Or, oh, it hasn't happened yet, so it must have never going to be happening. And you're feeling discouraged or you've, you've felt, you felt know, it might have even put a little bit of distance between you and the Father. But I believe right now this morning that he wants to remind you of those words. I believe right now that he wants you to hear them like you're hearing them for the very first time. And the excitement that they brought. And the refreshing that they, they brought. And how good they felt. So Father, just remind them of those words in the name of Jesus. Let it be like they, they are hearing them for the very first time. Bring that excitement, Lord God. 
Stir them up on the inside of them, Father God. Just thank you, Jesus. Just thank you for your goodness right now in doing this for everyone in this room this morning. I believe everyone's got something. Stir it up on the inside of them, Lord. Stir it up on the inside of them. Stir it up on the inside of them, Lord. Bring those things to remembrance right now in Jesus' name. Just thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, you might, you might need to, um, you know, spend a bit of time laughing at some stuff that, that the defeated has said to you over the years. You remember that guy called Steve Backland? He was real good at that, like laughing at the, the, the lies of the, of, the, of the defeated, you know. Little belief things, like little things that get in our head that, that try and pull us away from our destiny or from, from our, you know, our identity, you know. You just have a laugh at it. Amen? Just have a laugh at it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Have a laugh. Someone say have a laugh. Has anyone had a lot? Anyone had a, had a had a had a thought like my past defines my future? Anyone ever thought that before? That your past defines your future. Defines your future. If you've had a thought like that, just laugh at it because it's a lie. Amen. Just laugh at it. You know. Has anyone ever thought like they can't influence or have an effect in their workplace? Anyone have thought like that? Well, it's a lie. Just laugh at it. That's it. Just have a laugh at it. Amen? Anyone ever thought no one wants to employ them? No one wants to give them a job? What's well, a lie. Just laugh at it. Are you getting this? Anyone ever thought what people think of me is more important about what, than what God thinks of me? Anyone ever thought that? <laughs> That's a very funny one. It really is. <laughs> Does anyone... Um, <laughs> Has anyone ever thought this? Everyone who is used by God is more spiritual than me. Yeah, yeah, you have, see? You have. <laughs> yeah. Has anyone ever thought this? This is, a, this is a very funny one. God prefers rich people because their tithes are bigger. <laughs> yeah. 
Has anyone ever thought this? When I pray for people, they never get healed. Has anyone ever thought that? They're lies. What about this one? Unless, uh, <laughs> unless I receive an impartation from a well-known revivalist, I cannot operate in healings and miracles. Has anyone ever thought that? What about this? This will get you. Those who have high expectations will only be disappointed. Come on. That's a lie. Just laugh at it. Amen? Amen? Yeah, so we, I'm going to finish. We just prayed that God would remind you of those words that he's spoken over you. He would remind you of those words that he's spoken over you. Those things that define your destiny. Those things that are meant to be a part of your identity. He reminds you. See, the thing that happens is that remember that the, the defeated will come at you with lies. Because the Bible tells us, it warns us, it says the thief comes immediately to rob, steal, kill, destroy. So he'll come, God will remind you, Holy Spirit will remind you, but the enemy will try and lie to you. But they're just a lie, so just laugh. Amen? Just laugh. Amen? Bless the Lord. Let's welcome Sam up here. <laughs>